Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our little podcast here. Matt with you. Uh, what a crazy start to 2019. I want to start off by saying thank you to everybody that has reached out, whether they've texted me or, or dropped an email or a DM or even screenshotted that they were listening to this podcast and, uh, you know, shared it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. I've seen them all and, uh, I appreciate every single one of them. Uh, you guys have no idea how cool it is that the people are actually listening and, uh, getting feedback. I love the feedback, the, the positive, the negative, um, the ideas that everybody has. There's, there's a lot of, uh, great podcast guest ideas that people have given me that I definitely want to try to get to, um, but you know it's a process, and this this whole journey has been a lot of fun. So, um, big thanks to everybody that's been on the podcast. If you haven't, if this is the first time you're listening, make sure you go back and check out the first few episodes. I want to really, really encourage you to uh, listen to Big Vinny's episode. Um, you know that that is a, a motivational guy. If you haven't heard the first half of the Adriano talk, well. Stop what you're doing right now. Go back, listen to the first half, because this is going to make a whole lot more sense to you uh, if you have listened to the first half. Speaking of the first uh, half, well, those of you that know me from the world of professional bull riding, you know that we are two events into the new season, and man, Jess Lockwood is on fire. Won it all in uh, New York City, picked up $100,000 there, uh, went perfect. Followed it up in Chicago. Man, uh, again, just a, an outstanding performance there. In Chicago, now we're we're getting ready to head to Denver, the National Western Stock Show there, and then on to Arizona, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. Going to be hitting the tour. You can check all of that out there. Um, speaking of Chicago, hey roommate Dave, you ever been to Chicago? No, no, no Sears Tower. No, not a big Bulls fan. Okay, well, anyways, a uh, big fan of the guy that is on this episode of the podcast. Obviously, the first half we we got to talking in a room in New York City and and the conversation just kept going and and this is the second half of the podcast but even after we hit the stop button the conversation continued and I just cannot stress enough how much respect I have for this guy not just because of what he's done in the the sport of professional bull riding a three-time PBR world champion he's a ring of honor recipient he's qualified to the national finals rodeo I mean it just an incredible resume in the sport but Man, oh man, what a story, what a motivating guy, um, just what a character this guy truly is. So, let's get to it. This is the second half of my conversation with three-time PBR world champion, Adriano Marias. Okay, so here we are, and you've come to the U.S., you've went to Calgary, you've won the Calgary Stampede, you become the third guy the third to ride guy. all 10 at the NFR. And the steel. Yeah, and, and, and you still, you've got all of these big time things that are going to go down in history, and you make the exact same as exact what you were making in Brazil. But I love the country. I love the experience. I love the Americans. How polite they were. I remember my first trip. I, I was in the car, and we were about to pull up at a Holiday Inn, I believe in Odessa, Texas, and we did not know how to order a room. And really? back then. There was non-smoking and smoking rooms at hotels. Yeah. And I hate smoke. Same. So my wife and I, or especially my wife, she was practicing. We need a room for two nights. For one night, no smoking. Mm-hmm. And she did that perfectly. Not perfect, but we thought it was perfect. So Good she enough did, for somebody to yes, understand. And she was like, okay, how much is it? So she, she said, I don't know how much it was. And she was, and she asked, <laughs> car's license plate. Well, she gave us the papers. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. we are filled up, and then we went to car license plate, or license, or that vehicle yeah. license plate. We were like, what the heck is that, Flavio? <laughs> well, she said, what's that? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then we asked the, 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 the lady at the desk in front at the lobby, and I was like, we don't speak English. We're learning. License plate. And she was like, license plate. And made a gesture on her hand, like a square license plate. We were like, sorry. Don't know. And she was like, okay, come here. Because little, well, holding yeah, in yeah. the lobby was right there and the car was like that. She came and pointed, license plate. And it made sense. Yeah. License plate. Plate, 
of license. Yeah. No? And it makes yep. sense. And that's how we learn a language. And I never, for, I will never forget that. I, I may forget uh, my name, but never license plate. <laughs> and, and she was so polite. Yeah. And everywhere I went, restaurants or whatever, people helped me. Yeah. And they were so polite. And I felt so welcome. And I loved that experience. So, okay, okay, Tuff could not travel with me. I think he got hurt or something. And then they hooked me up with Mark Kane from Atoko, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark was good buddies with Jerome Daves from North Carolina. Uh-huh. They were good buddies with Dudu Fournier, David Fournier. Yeah. <laughs> we, a, a Cajun. So imagine what kind of English I was learning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you got Mark Kane from Oklahoma, Backwoods, yeah, for, Oklahoma. For Atoka, Oklahoma. Yeah, Atoka, Oklahoma. That's Brandon Bates country way down yes. there. So Mark Kane, Jerome Davis, a hillbilly from North Carolina, <laughs> and then you throw Kunas David Kunas Fournier in there. Fournier. Oh, your English had a terrible head start. Like you, and, and, Anything you had learned at this point – was completely out the door. Yes, because it was. they hadn't learned that part yeah, of English and, yet. And, and, yes, and and their and their accents. <laughs> Holy macaron! I was like, first time I heard Dudu, I was like, what the heck is? That? I thought he was speaking French. What's funny is the last time I heard Dudu a couple of weeks ago, it was the same <laughs> <He's> thing. Still- <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Davis is the only one that came out of there with uh, with a, a really strong head on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, man, I love those three men. Yeah, you know they were yeah. they especially well. I love all of them, you know. But Mark came. Mark came was more than a travel partner. You know, he was my teacher. He was my mentor. Like the only thing he didn't help me was my writing, because yeah. I was being better than he was. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the funny. rest, but the rest, he taught me everything I knew. Being a professional, yeah. because Mark he could handle. He was great with his sponsors. He knew how to enter. You know, because at that time, I don't know how the rodeos is now, but before the rodeos, you need to know how to enter. And he did it perfectly. Like, I remember, like, like, like in the 4th of July. At the 4th of July day, everybody tries to go, San Paul, Eugene, and Molala. Mm-hmm. And needs to be in order. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And a bunch of guys messed up. Yeah. You know, and Mark came, he did exactly like that. Stay Both Paul, years he went, Eugene, San Paul, Malala. Eugene, Molala in that order and everybody was like son of a gun how you get it every day every year because he knew how to do it Mm -hmm. and dealing with his I remember that he had uh, a sponsor back then I don't know if they still uh, uh, exist as Mobeta yeah, was a, a shirt line. Yeah, Mobetta had amazing shirt. They uh, when Garth Brooks really yes, exactly. first yeah, burst yeah, onto that, the yeah, scene. Yeah, that black yep. and white, yep. that, all those. Yeah, yep. and and uh, when Mark came, new, new, new. Uh, Mobetta Rodeo Company, Maury Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was good with his sponsors and and how to travel and how to eat. Like we never ate at McDonald's. That really? didn't matter. Didn't matter where we were. He always found good food. He said, Adriano, I don't save money on food because it's my body. That's how I make money. And that's smart. And yes, he was now, very smart. Fast forward from, from back then, now to 2019, that's, everybody says that. You know that That's one thing you don't skirt by on. You, you spend money because it's going into your body. It's fueling the machine that you use yes, for everything. And he did. And like Motel 6. Mm-hmm. I would pick Motel 6. Nope. The cheapest hotel he stayed, or the the the, the least comfortable, mm-hmm. was Holidays. Yeah, Red Lions. I was like Red Lion, Red Lion. I don't know how Red Lion is now, but back then Red Lion was a good hotel. Right. We stayed at, at Renaissance. I like things. I like, oh, man, why are we spending all this money? Yeah. You know, because how I, I stayed in, I stayed in Where, wherever, whatever you could do to save money. You yeah. know, to save money. But he taught me that no, that's investment. That's an investment. Eat well, sleep well. Well, and you know, it's, it's still to this day, people say, don't cheat tennis shoes. If you're going to go to the gym and train, make sure you got good shoes on your feet because yeah. that's the foundation of everything it's you do. Of everything. You've got to sleep, you know, and, and we've all done it. We've slept in hotels or we've passed out on the floor and wake yeah. up and our <laughs> neck hurt and our hips are, uh, you know, they're out of whack. It makes sense. It does. And I and I learned all that with Mark King and uh, with his... Uh, his contacts, I got great sponsors since the beginning. I had Anglo on my mm-hmm. first year. Mm-hmm. Then I had Milano Hats, mm-hmm. which was with with uh, uh, Larry Mahan, was his, his line. And Larry always been good friends with Mark and knew Mark, and so he sponsored me too. And then we went together to Resist All, and, uh, and then Lucases. And we all, I always had good, good sponsors. Of course, my riding. But also because of his influence, right? You know, with him, 
you know so a lot of uh, my first sponsors it was together you know mark and yeah. i at the same team yeah and that it's it says a lot about a guy like mark and, and there's so many guys that i wish i could have been around to to spend more time with you know back in the day when everybody was around a lot more um luckily i've got to, i get to spend a lot of time with david fournier um blessed to go stay with jerome and tiffany oh, as man, much as i yeah, possibly I did can too. I they're stay amazing at the ranch i stay at the ranch at the house i and mean you know we big, built we built that big barn together it was fun and as big as an influence they bugged me off there almost killed me <laughs> on a roping horse as big of an influence as mark could could have been for you and other sponsors like now you look at jerome and tiffany and they're the type of people that make me the more I'm around them, I want to wake up tomorrow and be better today than I was yesterday. I want to be better to other people. Uh, they're that kind of people. Mark kind of did that for you in the bull riding world a little bit? Yes, he did. Just make you want to be better? Yes, of course, because he was such a good professional. And uh, and, and that inspires me. You know, I was like, I, I, nailed, I know I, I got that. I got the riding. What right. about the rest? Yeah. What about the rest? Well, and, and now we live in a day and age where guys... I don't know that the guys fully grasp the importance of the rest, because as well, good the as rest you can, is the most important. That, that I, I think bull, bull riding eight seconds. I, I and I can't say that because bull riding for me was about three seconds on a jump kicker that went to the sail barn the following well, day. Well, for me, most of the time it was only six, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it was eight. Uh, but there is so much more that comes with it now, especially in the world of social media, in the world of, of television and radio interviews. And, and a lot of times guys get frustrated. But if you want to ride for the amount of money that's available for athletes today, those other things, they're, they're important. Yes, they're very important. But the most important thing, be true to yourself. Don't change to please people. And you see that you we, see that in a lot, especially yeah. in other sports. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be true to yourself. Of course, don't be happy with what you are right now, because we need, we must get better in every single speck of life. Yeah. We must be better. We must be a better father tomorrow. We must be a better son, a better husband, a better wife, a better brother, a better father, a better professional, a better Christian. That's the way in life. I mean, every day, every day. But be you. You and I talked the other day, the difference between guys needing mentors and motivators. And then there are a few people on this planet, and I, I truly believe that you're one of them, that can be a mentor and help educate and teach, but also be a motivator that can help burn that fire a little, a little bit brighter. Well, I had to learn, Matt. I had to learn because my family, I can't say it dysfunctional, but not a very... Things weren't perfect. Very far from that. Right. And I had to figure it out since early when I was a kid, what was right, what was wrong, because they were not showing me. And I had to figure it out what to do, how to do. I had to have the guts to get my wife another kid of 22 years old and come to us and have an experience. And I have to have guts to leave the country, leave Brazil behind and try something new. I have to have the guts to, without speaking a lack of English or a little bit English, to face the American Bulls and ride with my heroes, Tough, Ty, Razor, Clint Branger, Carrillo's, Aaron Simas, Man, the list goes on, and just the classic guys. Wasey Kathy, man, yeah. when I saw Wasey, I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing a guy that qualified for 14 straight NFRs. And, and McKin, uh, not McKinnon Wimberley, but uh, Joku Wimberley, yeah. you know, and Joe Wimberley. And, and like, like I, I had to be tough. I only had one thing that I could lay on, that I could, that was my writing. So I could not speak English. My writing had to speak for it. I could not stand a point, cause, but my writing had to do it. But inside, were you a little starstruck? What to say? Because obviously you were a fan. When you see those guys, are you a little bit like, you know, like today I, we see so many fans. I was that, shaking. Yeah. I was shaking. When I saw, when we walk into the Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. that the, I believe the first face I saw coming out of a room because they just finished a PBR meeting 
I believe was Clint Branger. And I was like, yeah. it's Clint. I was like, Flava, 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 Flava. Look at, look, look. That's tight. Flava, that stuff. Look at. Uh, and I was like, I, I, like, I was shaking. I was shaking. And then when we had the chance, I don't know if it was the same day or eight days later, I don't know, that, that uh, Charles introduced me to them or them to me. I, don't, I still don't know how to say that what's correct but anyway when i was introduced to them i couldn't believe it i was shaking those guys hands yeah i could not believe it that 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 in and in a year that i was gonna be riding with them you know and the very first year i was beating them <laughs> due to the point system though you know yeah but you know like uh, i can't say that the point systems hurt me because it it might have hurt me one time but he helped me another time yeah it would even so, itself yeah out. yeah it did it did it okay did. fast forward and obviously we're in new york city so fast forward 2007 madison square garden the first time the pbr goes inside madison square garden there you're you're a veteran obviously you're a world champion uh fans all over the world and now you're in a locker room with guys like JB Mooney and the young kids that are doing the exact same thing with you. Now, all of a sudden you're in the position of the Clint Brongers and the tough Hedemans. Did you realize that, that you were going to be surrounded by guys that looked at you the same way you looked at those guys? No, no, I never set goals in my life. I just want to do better tomorrow, better than I did tonight. That's the only thing that, 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 that that it's still today. That's the only thing I want. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. But did you feel the respect from the from because you you were going to be surrounded by a lot of young kids? Uh, did you did you feel them being fans? I of just you? talked to my wife today. I talked to my wife today before we start this. Well, last week when we start, that's the second part. <laughs> but anyway, but, but anyway, last week when we talked right after New York, and I was like, Fluffy, you know what? I am I'm honored to feel because I thought it was forgotten. Serious. I thought it was really? forgotten. Yes. And but here in New York being doing the ride pass with you guys and uh and spend a little time behind the shoot and mm -hmm. and seeing guys like uh, uh Jesus and, yeah. and 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 well I met I met uh Cooper Days and, and Jazz before but the new guys, or even those two that I said, how much they respect me. Yeah. And I was able to talk to them, and, and they show respect. And they, in their face, I could see that they did admire me. Right. As I did my heroes back right. then when I first. And man, I tell you what, right now, I'm so, I think I can die now. Because I know that, that, that those guys, not that I want it, but it's good to feel that that you accomplish some that that you stand for something and those kids now they 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 like I felt like they were kind of man I'm talking to Adrian Morales yeah you know and, and you don't and, have to have that yeah, aspiration it's not, it's not pride it's not pride it's not being proud I mean it's just but there's something that comes along with and, and you'll understand what I'm saying to I hope people understand what I'm saying absolutely there's there's something that comes with you know your your three time world champ they always say. It can be so lonely at the top. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily while you're at the top, but when you start to move forward and in, into other avenues of life, did, did you? I mean, you just said a minute ago you feel like, well, you know, they're going to forget me. They're going to forget the things that that I busted my ass to make happen. The well, things, no. the sacrifices. Well, I, I, you know, I never, I never worry about that. Mm -hmm. I never did worry about that, but. Uh, but I, I thought, like, because I'm, I was gone. I was gone for a long time. Right. You know, a lot of people didn't see me for right. a long time because I was running, still running PBR in Brazil or helped to, to run PBR in Brazil. So I was gone for five years. And, uh, well, five years straight and, yeah. and, and on and off the five prior to that. But anyway, uh, uh, and I thought these new, these new cowboys, these new riders would not know me. I really thought they yeah. would not know me. Yeah. You know, not forgotten by the older guys, my friends, Ty and, and Justin, all those guys that we rode with. You know, they, but the we, kids are so young yeah, now. Yeah, but these kids, and I, 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 would, I really thought they, did, they would not know who I was. 
I yeah. really thought they would not know who I was. But isn't it cool to know that that there's kids like Can and Cravens who just turned 18 that uh, God knows what they were he doing. He called me people. Mr. Adriano, and I was like, man, this kid that I am admire now. Yeah. He's calling Mr. Adriano. I felt so proud, though. Well, but for me, it's awesome to know that they're as big a fans of the sport and the organization as I am. They They grew up watching the adrianos yeah, watching the justin up, mcbride they, no they were born yeah they were born in the pbr's generation mm-hmm. you know so now these guys yes are pbr writers before we are not we are bull riders rodeo guys that rode at the pbr i was i wrote very few years i wrote two years at prc and i quit prc i quit BR, wait 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 BRO. you only rode in the prc two years huh I, and I you went to the NFR two years, yeah, and won the average yeah, two times, yeah. I because I, like, hang on, no, 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 we're not going to skirt. But I didn't realize. I guess I didn't realize that your PRCA career was only for two years. I yeah. knew. Well, it was three, but I got hurt. I got hurt early in the season. But you had two in, seasons. In, yes, I had two full seasons. Two seasons, two NFRs, two aggregate titles. What the hell was everybody else doing? Uh, just shooting for second place when they and got I to wrote, Vegas. And I rode nineteen bulls straight. Oh, that's and I got bucked off the last one at the at the at the, at the last at the last day, and uh, if I had ridden that last bull, I would be the only guy that rode perfect ten bulls, ten bulls twice. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, but Michael Gaffney also rode nine. They're they're gonna have a, they're gonna have an NFR again next year. I mean, it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> your, yeah. your son your yeah. son laughed before. Yeah, before he, I yeah, he would shoot you. <laughs> uh, no, but that's that's incredible, man. No, it was a good career. Yeah. It was a good career, and I love and I love it. I yeah. tell you what, I love it. I did not like the behind the scenes, like the politics, and uh, but I love the NFR. I love the rodeos, and you know I mean, it was it was a great experience. I love when I did, but it came came to the end very fast. You know, I was like, no, now it's PBR, two thousand seven or oh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. I don't. I mean. PBR needs to grow, and I'm going to be exclusive PBR. And Mark Kane, Jerome Days, and I got a good offer from another uh, association to ride at their events that they would pay us a ton of money. I guarantee you it was a ton of money really? just, just to attend. And uh, Mark Kane, Jerome, and I, we, we denied. We said, hey, I'm sorry. Thanks for the offer. No, we're going to stick to the PBR. So we quit, we quit rodeos and all the associations to be with the PBR. Really? See, I think I think that gets overlooked a lot. You know, we talk about the twenty founders so much, and and we miss. Mark Kane was a founder. No, right? Yeah, Mark Kane was a founder. I think Jerome was a founder. But what I'm saying is, yeah, because Jerome has the infamous story of yeah. only having five hundred, yes, yes, and then yes, right yes, the yes. IOU saying, yeah. "Guys, I'll get it to you next week." But, yeah, but we, we miss so many of those stories like that because we all think it was all sunshines and rainbows in the beginning and that no, it was, was you know, not at all exactly you know now that we're 26 years into this yeah, thing and and I, I remember you know like the first events we paid a thousand dollars entry fee to ride you know and and we could make maybe ten thousand but it was great you know because at rodeos it would make twelve thousand in houston but had to travel four times yeah you know it would spend almost all of that money to try to make that money you know so uh it was it was good, but it was tough. It was rough. That being tough. said, you had to travel so much. You had to pay so much to have an opportunity to win. Does it piss you off a little bit to see guys that, that won't get on, on bulls at a five or $10,000 added rodeo or, or a bull riding because they say, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get on unless it's, you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't compare to I – don't, I, 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 I don't compare them to us. You know what I compare them to? How much money you said? Five thousand dollars. Yeah, five ten thousand okay. dollars. I mean, I see I'll guys say, that five thousand dollars. Yeah. How much a construction worker makes? 100%. How much a teacher? How much 100%. a teacher? How much a teacher? Which is the most to me is more important than anything. Is the future that educating our children, our future. So the most important profession I think should be a teacher. How much do they make a month? Yeah, I guarantee not, it's not five. Not 000. near enough. And there it is, guys that didn't have to go to school to bull riding. Oh yes, it's dangerous sport. Yes, but they did not have to do anything to become a bull rider. Just get on bulls and practice, of course. But let's say didn't have to have any diploma. Didn't have to go to school. Can be a bunch of 
dumbasses like me <laughs> that make a ton of money. And there they are complaining about $5,000, which yeah. is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so go be a, a teacher. Yeah. Hey, man, it's it's. It's it pisses crazy. me off, but not because what I did. It's not because right. of what I did, the marketing and whatever. No, it's because of look around. Military. Military. Military is the most underappreciated yes. uh, form of occupation, hands down to me. And the most dangerous. And the most dangerous. And the most crucial. Yep. You know without why, it, without well, you know it, none why, of us get to do this. You know why you and I are here talking? Because of them. 100%. Because of them. And, and, it, and it blows my mind that people don't understand that or that for me. Or criticize. Yeah, yeah. For me, it, it, forget about budgets. Whatever it takes to strengthen a military or to take care of those people, oh, yeah. I'm in. During and after. Absolutely. Especially, especially after. after. Especially after. Now, sometimes they get recognized like we did tonight. But that that's not but, enough. But no money in their pockets. Uh, and And... As as heartwarming as the last episode, you know, I mentioned that ten thousand people or whatever it is all standing together in unison to show appreciation for a World War II veteran. That's amazing, and I know that that warmed his heart. Uh, you could see it in his face that he was truly appreciative and honored by that. But to me, that's not enough. Nope. Not I, enough. I wish we could do that as soon as he woke up, as soon as he opened his eyes. I wish there could be. A hundred thousand of us standing around his room doing that for him all day, every, every day, day, every, every day, day, every day, every day to show because how, how many thousands he and his group and his era saved millions of Americans. I want to talk about your boys because because okay. you've got the whole family here, yeah, and and we've talked so and much he about room Pedro, my yeah, baby. yeah, and, and Pedro's here hanging out. Um, um, laughing at a couple old guys just sitting over here. Or questions that I asked. Chopping it up, yeah. <laughs> we won't say that, though. <laughs> uh, he found out we were friends, though. That's that's good. Um, you now get to experience so much with them and, and to get to show them so much that a, a lot of people don't get to see. Yes, but I did the opposite way with them because they experienced U.S. first. Yeah, they they even though they were born in Brazil, but they just born and and <laughs> next month they were here. They're here, you know. So they are they were the first language was English. They learned English before they learned Portuguese, and uh, and they love they appreciate this country because that's their first homeland. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then I had the experience to show them Brazil. First U.S., then Brazil, moving back to Brazil. So now they. They are much better people because of it. They want to help Brazil develop. They want Brazil to become like U.S. Yeah. People that respect each other, that are patriots, that are religious. Of course, we've got a lot of religious people in Brazil, but like respect religion, respect differences, yeah. accept each other much more. And, 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 and now they, they want to they wanna help Brazil to become better. Yeah. And that, I believe... It's what every single youth should do. How old are you? 16. 16. How old are your brothers? 18 and 20. So 16, 18, and 20. You know, uh, obviously, I mean, they're they're almost grown men. I mean, they're 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 getting there. Not in my eyes, though. Uh, yeah, they're absolutely. my babies. <laughs> but they're getting there. What? What? I mean, what? What do you see for them? I know. I know you've got one boy that's really, really starting to do a lot of music. Yeah, he's uh, very talented, and he's a talented kid. He's like his mama. He uh, he can play his guitar. He can play his electric guitar and piano, and and he's an excellent roper. He can rope calves, and he can rope, you know, head head and heel. And he's a good horseman. He's a good cowboy. Yeah. Jeremias is such a lovable boy. He's, he's PBR twenty man. years old, and I guarantee you, no one, not even myself, because I don't think any of these guys. I, I no, I'm positive. Nobody loves the PBR more than I do. Nobody loves bull riding more than I do, or these riders more than I do. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jeremias. Yeah, I think Jeremias. And you like, told me like, that the other day, and I've been watching. I've yeah. been watching all weekend long. I've been watching his Instagram. He does. He loves. He it. loves it. And like, uh, he told me that I'll have to have a chance, or you tell JB that Jeremias when uh, when uh, took pictures with JB. Yeah. He was like, Dad, and he had tears on his eyes. He said, Dad, when I see JB, to me, 
look like the sun is shining upon his head. He's that big of a fan. That big of a fan of J.B. Mooney. Yeah. Of J.B. Mooney. And uh, because kids can see beyond what we can. Yep. You know, they can see deeper and they can see that good in J.B. That and then, sometimes we don't. Yeah. But they can. They can. And they grew up watching J.B. and, and Jeremy is when he takes pictures with you and when he takes pictures with anybody from the, with the crew. Yeah. The crew that works, that load the bulls. I mean, he just loves it. He loves everything about it. And and he's the ranch manager in Brazil. He takes care of everything. And Pedro is still figuring out what to do. He's he's my buddy. He's my partner. He's he's one that 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 hangs with me the most of the time. And he's the one that kisses me the most and hugs me the most. And and we we wrestle all we wrestle all the time. And and I and and like me and him is literally love hurts. You know, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm putting pain in him, and but it's getting harder and harder. Yeah, he's getting stout and and wrestling pretty soon. I think will be over because he's he's a way to start putting some pain in me. You know, and and, and he's my buddy. This but that's the most buddy. important job. I mean, that's the most important job of any of your boys. I really do believe that. I think that you know to to be that close. I'm extremely close with my parents. That's my favorite thing I get to do on this. Yeah, planet. and and like and like as you said, uh, Antonio is singing, and uh, he just moved to Nashville. Yeah, he just moved to Nashville, and I want to. I don't want to talk about it because pretty soon, pretty soon he's gonna be alone. And my boys, Jeremy is twenty years old. I don't think he spent more than ten days out of the house, right. counting. Counting here and there and there, you know, yeah. and like Antonio, not even a week without us, and Pedro, I don't think even a day. And yes, my wife is gonna be babysitting him here, but when she goes, I'll come. But eventually, we were not gonna be able to be with Antonio, right? And Antonio will be on his own, and man, that's gonna hurt. But that's the way life is. Yeah. And uh, and yes, they are growing up. It's scary being a parent. They are huh? growing up, but we let them be kids. They were kids as long as they wanted to. Except and Pedro. Pedro's to. never going to get to leave No, home. no, no. Pedro's my baby. He's, he's never going to get to leave. <laughs> no, no. He's going to stay home forever. He's going to stay, stay home forever. And, uh, and like, it's, that's an, another a cultural difference between us and you guys. Like, we don't mind. We don't mind them staying at home. And in Brazil, in our society, it's not bad. It's not, it's not, doesn't sound bad right. that a kid of 20, 30 years old live with their parents. Yeah. And I don't understand and really do not understand why not. It's their house. It's their house. It's their mom. Their dad. Yeah. I paid their food since the day they were born. Yeah. Why not you continue? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a weight on your shoulder. It's the parent's responsibility. Hey Jordan, but they're gonna grow. I know they grow. But why spend their money on food where I already did? Why worry about their laundry? Why? Love parents supposed to love and support. Of course I know. Yes, they gotta get out there and work. I'm not gonna let them sleep until noon. Yeah. Yes, they get up at six. They all do. Go to school, go to work. Yes, they do. But why move out? As, as long as they want to go, they stay at home, no big deal. And I want them as close as, as I can to me. I know they'll have to spread their wings and fly, but I'll be there for them. My wife is going to be there for them forever and ever. And that's where it's going to be. But I know, yes, they are always starting, stretching their, their wings and flying away. Do you think the Brazilian call, he's over here, he's stretching his wings out. He's, he's stretching <laughs> he's his wings out. Do you, uh, think, do you think the Brazilian culture is more tuned in to that family aspect? And I ask that because when I see the guys come here, and, and I know the language barrier has a lot to do with it, but they are so close in and out of the arena. Yes, yes, yes. We are a little warmer, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. In a way, but sometimes it's not necessarily good. Yeah. Because it, it creates a lot of uh, a lot of uh, friction because yeah. you are too close, you know. And uh, but I'm not talking about extended family. I want to talk about mom and dad and kids. Right. Mom yeah. and dad and kids. Yes. Yeah, so we try. Not everyone though. Not everyone. Not everyone. But. That's just like my wife and I. Let's say, mm-hmm. uh, okay, f- forget about the culture. Forget about, but the way my wife and I are, mm-hmm. like the way we are, the way we are. We, we worry about our boys. Yeah. They are excellent kids. They're excellent kids. I never, ever, ever had problems with them. Right. Not at all. 
And well, and I think that's due to the education they had in US, in Texas. Catholic school, and you know, we know how Catholic schools are. Yeah. You know, and yes, sir, no, sir. And the cowboy culture. Yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you, please. You know, we strip a lot of strip yes, bringing. Yes. And, and the cowboy, uh, the cowboy life, the cowboy code. Yeah. Chip their hats, open the door for women, respect the elder. I mean, all of that. They learn from since they were born and they carry that and is amazed how much compliments i have every day because of my boys hey Trump, they are so polite they are so educated they are so nice and when when i'm in brazil and you know what i do i thank us the time i spend here with them for it really i guarantee of course my wife and i but right, especially but church especially our friends, especially the guys, you know, and and like, like okay, just that's exemplified today. Chase outlaw, yeah, crazy, goofy, energetic, you know. Man, he introduced himself to my wife. Yeah. Hi, ma'am. I am Chase outlaw, and he was like, "Hey, Pedro, who remembers?" Like, yeah. like. Couple years, couple days ago, he met the boys, yep. and like he looked at Peter and said, "Hey, Pedro, how are you? So polite. Yep. You know, how can we not learn from it? It's amazing. My parents will never have a clue how many compliments they've gotten, e- even just this weekend, for the simple fact that you hold doors open for people. Yes, especially late. My biggest pet peeve in the world is to see a grown ass man let a door shut on a lady." Yeah. You should be drug well, out back and had the absolute holy hell beat out of you for that. I, I, I it's the, what I was taught as a kid, and that for me, that is the biggest set me off in a hurry is to see a guy let a, a door slam in a lady's face. Well, last night we were entering a uh, a restaurant here in New York. If you're and, gonna say that I did it. No, let's <laughs> no, no, okay, you, okay. no, you, no, you. <laughs> and and I told Pedro. Well, Pedro went ahead and held the door. Absolutely. And you know how many people passed through. Probably 30. 20. Yeah. 20 people asked, Pedro, it's not for you to stay all night long, but dad, dad, how can I share? I was like, well, just wait a little a little break. And he did. Yep. So he just he just went for, I mean, he went before everybody opened the door and, and kept holding. Yeah. Kept holding. It, it, that's another thing that amazed me. It's not like what he did. It's what the other people didn't. Yeah. They but it's that through. whole and entitlement. They, and, yeah. But they were not in our group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Complete stranger. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. And they should. Okay, you can go now. And I'll stand there all day if people will say thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll stand there till the last and person stayed, walks and through. And he stayed until the last person to walk through. And when he, fall, when he saw a little, a little gap, then. That's the most awkward then, thing in the world you know, is to yeah, be that guy so holding the door. Was, it happens to all of us. Yes, and I was so proud. And I was so proud of this boy, you know. And, and, but those things, of course, they learn from their mamas, especially from their mama especially. And, uh, but, their, but their education that they had here. I want to go back and talk about about her specifically because those moments when you win your world title and the embraces with your wife at, at Thomas and Mac and those those moments that that I think and maybe you don't even realize it but I think our fans recognize those moments where you have uh, a connection with your wife at the end of the world finals that lady and you spoke on it in this conversation that lady had a huge impact on your career. Well, I guarantee you, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Yeah. She was, she is my foundation. She's my pillar. She's my, she's my spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. She's my business mentor. Yeah. She's my uh, motivator. That's how I say motivator? Yep. Yeah. She is the one that said, let's go. Every single decision that I want to do, she backed me up or said, we better not. You know, she she's she's not behind me. She is besides me. Yeah. I don't I don't I can't say that behind a great man is a great woman. No, mm-hmm. it's beside a and great I, man, and she's she's has been there most of the time. She was ahead of me. That's what I was gonna say. I think most, most of the time, time she those was. women will be in front of you, dragging yes, you where you need. She to be. was, but she never appeared because that's not her rule. Yeah. My wife. She was there for me. She supports me. And, and she, she said, Adrian, that's my mission. I don't have to be recognized. 
I don't have to be recognized. But it's my mission, and I think should be ever. Well, of course, they gotta have their own work, whatever. But she had the opportunity to step back and just take care of everything. You know, I was so good. I didn't have to do anything. I I never pay a bill. I never paid a single bill. I never went to a bank. Yeah, I, I was there with her, but I never had to talk to a manager. When I when I, when we bought stuff, when we sold stuff, when we need to do investments, I never done anything. I don't like. I never call electric company to hook it up electricity or gas or and she did everything for me i never sat i never bought a flight ticket i never done a hotel reservation i never done anything it was a partnership no it was more than that really i only rode bulls you just rode bulls and it's still today and it's still today i only do what i have to do she takes care of everything and i guarantee you if most of the women or like my wife the world would be a much better place my wife it is she is the most magnificent woman i know she is the most lovable she's the most fair she's the most religious she's the most she got more sense than you can ever imagine yeah. she has more heart more determination but when you look at her she's just a lady yeah. She's just a lady, but she's a fighter. She's she's seventy percent of Adriana. She never wanted to be in the spotlight. No. She never no. tried to position no. herself no. anywhere in front of a camera, no. anything. And I guarantee you, if you want to do a podcast with Adriano and I'm not available, you can talk to her. Yeah. It's so amazing that I know her, her answers, but she knows all of mine. She could do this interview and would be me talking. She knows me from in and out. She knows the story because we got together when I was just started, 20 year old. So she sees everything. She knows everything. And she lived through everything. Because, Matt, I won three titles. Right. And reserve, I think, twice. But do you remember how many times I got hurt? Probably not. No. Do you know how many services I had? Nope. Probably not. You know how many broke, bones I broke? Probably not. I was beat up all the time. Mm -hmm. But because Adriano had Flavia, because Adriano had God, because Adriano had Nivaldo Baldo, my physical therapist, because Adriano had Tandy Freeman yeah. to work on me and help me, I was able within six months to get back and, and get back riding just the way I left just the way I left, so nobody remembers my down, my, my, my low parts, but I had print of them, I had print of them. So my wife, yes, wasn't all, all flowers, no. Most of the time, amazingly enough, most of the time was just not the flower itself, not the rose, but the thorns. Every conversation I've had since we started this little podcast journey has resulted in the same thing. People only see those highlights they don't see the sacrifice the mistakes the roadblocks the the mountains that get slammed right in front of us all they see the 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 high points but there's a lot of things that you have to go through to get to those high points yeah but without the high without the lows wouldn't be the high absolutely and i learned much much more and still learning today through the high points and the barriers than I do with success. You, you don't learn much. I, I think you don't learn anything from winning. with success. I don't think. Yep. I don't think we do. Because that's just, that's just a consequence of the sacrifices. Yep. So you only learn doing hardship. How you purified gold. Yep. You know how you purify gold? No clue. Fire. Extremely hot temperature. Burns everything but not gold. Yeah. That's how you purify gold. It's, it's, it's through fire. It's, I mean, it goes with everything in our lives. Everything in our lives. You have to have the negative to truly appreciate the positive. And even if you don't want, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, it's going to, whether you it's want it to or not. Anyway. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to hit so, you in the face. So face it. Well, I'm Christian. I can't deny that. Ask the Lord to give you the strength yep. 100%. You know, to surpass. And you will. 100%. You know, because the, the biggest battle has been won already. The biggest one has been won. Already. The things we do every day are so trivial. Yeah, 
Yeah. They're yes. so minuscule. That's the exact word. That that's that's exemplified everything. It's trivial. Life life we talk about life being so difficult, but at the end of the day, life is pretty easy. Huh. It is difficult lives out there, not it is. ours. Not yeah. ours. Not ours. Not ours. And I tell you what, you know, like I'm just now down earth. I am not living a fantasy anymore. Yeah. Every single even the oars. You don't do ordinary work. No, not at all. You don't. I'm we are, truly, and, yes, truly we blessed. Are, yeah, we are in our entertainment business. Entertainment business, which is every single sport nowadays. It's all entertainment. Yeah. Basketball. Of course, I know it's competition, but it's all entertainment. The way we present everything. Making millions. Yes, this guy's making millions. Even PBR writers make millions. That's not ordinary. Right. It's a very select group of people worldwide in every single major sport that has that opportunity or being an artist a singer or actor or actress or whatever it is entertainment we might get caught in this surreal fantasy world Mm -hmm. and we have to step back and see people well those people that we're looking down now driving down the street driving down that's ordinary yeah that's ordinary life and here we're looking from a 34th floor. Yeah. Looking down. Looking over the whole city. Yeah, looking over the whole, whole city. Beautiful city. This is surreal. Yeah. This, this is fantasy. Yep. This is fantasy. So that's not where we are. Who are you? You know? Yeah. It, it, who are you? I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, but who are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from a town of 300 people that woke up this morning and looked out my window and saw the Statue of Liberty. Yes. They got to see the the busiest city in America. The most important city in the world. But I'm still a kid from a town of 300 people. Yes. And please, don't you ever forget that because I, I did once. Really? I, was. I did. Yeah. Not for long, but I did. But I did. Yeah. And I was lost because I had no identity. Yeah. And then... It was a very painful day, but it was one day that took me a day, just a day, to realize who I really was. It hurt a lot, but changed my life. Really? Yes, it changed my life. Then I said, yes, I am, Adri- I am okay, I am Adriano Silva Moraes, mm-hmm. a kid from Brazil. Yeah. Born in a shack, dirt floor. No running water or electricity. This is who I am. And now I'm happy. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because there's a lot of us that still, and I'm going to tell you something, you you, you might not even remember the bull, but I, I still to this day have a picture that I went and bought from, and it had to be Andy Watson, but it was you on a bull called B1 Bomber, Paul Mendel's bull, big red white face bull that just blew up six feet out of the ground oh yeah just used to jump me off he bucked me off that night and but it was the the most awesome picture for me because i had seen that bull so many times at home i knew that bull because i just started announcing junior bull ridings and i had a picture of adriano on this bull that i knew and you signed it for me and sat and you 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 chit chatted like you knew who i was yeah and and, and this is way before Way before I had ever even thought announcing was a possibility. And, you know, I need to check on that on that ride because I'm pretty positive that bull bucked me off that night. I I, I don't know, yeah, and, it and it's matter. it's not important. It's a beautiful picture. I have it's that not picture important. too. It's, I have that picture. That's awesome. It's not important because uh, I tell you that to tell you this that as good as it is to be your friend, I'm still a fan, and I'm gonna be a fan. And there's people all around this world that are big fans, and so thank you. That simple. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to open, you know, to open my heart. Mm-hmm. It's always good to talk without any his restrictions. I can open my heart and, and talk to you and, of course, with the people that, that are listening to this right now. And this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm Adriano Moraes. No, again, I'm Adriano Silva Moraes. How do you want people to remember you? Because because yes, there's yes. so many people that are going to say, oh, you know, he's one of the greatest of all yeah. time. How do you want people to remember you? I want on my, uh, how do you say, gravestone? That's how I call it, gravestone? Yep. On my gravestone, I want it to be 
here lies Adrian Moraes, a good man. Period. That's simple. Well, I think you have definitely made that happen. A great man. Champ, thanks, my friend. Thanks, buddy. And uh, God bless all of you that are listening to this now. And I have a quest. I have a request. Please pray for me. Will do. Every single day. And Pedro, I want you to go back and I want you to tell the boss lady that Adriano volunteered her and committed her to doing a podcast with me the first chance we get. You got it? Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. Wanted to circle back around at the end of that uh, episode. You guys might have heard in the opening segment, uh, I, I mentioned that you know New York and Chicago were behind us and that we were headed to Denver next. Um, you know, A lot of you that have been asking me, where the second half of this episode was, and and I I had a plan to put it out on Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday of the National Western, and unfortunately Tuesday night, um, with a an accident that occurred inside the arena, we we lost Mason Lowe. So I didn't feel that it was right to put it out on that day, and so um, you know I, I postponed it, and I, I know everybody can understand it's it's been a, a difficult week to say the least. Um, I just wanted to come on here at the end of this and. Uh, and just give my condolences to Mason, his family, his wife Abby, um, the entire locker room, everybody that was that was friends with Mason. Um, we've all really been affected by this, so I just didn't feel like it was right to put it out on on Wednesday after that occurred. So uh, you know we're a few days late, but I think it's I think everybody's going to understand. I, I I've had a lot of people approach me and say that you know we should do a podcast um, tribute to to mason and it's something that i'm really really considering it, it, it'd be extremely difficult to do um but it's it's something that you know it, he and i had talked about a, a long time ago uh, about this podcast and and someday i'll dive into that a whole lot more but i just wanted to come on here at the end of this and say you know i apologize for the delay but uh and, and give a reason and uh, most importantly just wanted to say that my thoughts and prayers are with mason's family